Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Here we go. I'm doing something that I said I would never do which is a solo episode (laughs) because I don't know who cares about hearing me talk for this long, but I guess we'll find out when I get the report next month. (laughs) Um, Hi, it's me, P.A., your internet friend. I hope this finds you well. We spent the last, most of last week in the hospital with Carmela we had people over here on Sunday to watch the Euro Cup and a bunch of people got sick afterwards and I don't feel guilt about that I'm just gonna because I feel like there can be people saying like if you didn't have people over or if you didn't take her out places or if you didn't and I'm just not gonna be someone who sits inside scared with a newborn and to those who are doing that there's no shame in that either but I think that you end up kind of I don't know this could be wrong and correct me if I'm wrong mimicking what your parents did and my mom left the hospital with me and my mom had an episiot my mom had a horrible birth with me poor woman an episiotomy. They gave her the epidural at the wrong time. She broke her tailbone pushing for so long because she's tiny and I was huge. And she went to my brother's homecoming game at St. Francis High School the day she got out of the hospital with me. Do I think that is a healthy thing? No. Did my dad give her much of a choice at the time? No. Did my mom ever say no to my dad? No. So 
regardless of whether or not she displayed any sort of healthy boundary. It is what happened. And it's what I grew up seeing from her. You just kind of do stuff and don't complain about it. And so that's kind of how, what we've been doing. And I really do think it's been helping with our mental state. I think that there are a lot of truth to to parents being happy and to moms being happy and what that does for the family within a healthy boundary, of course, not just do whatever and ignore your newborn. But I think, you know, it's there's so many changes happening and trying to find a sense of normalcy as soon as possible when you've had 10 months of of essentially being uncomfortable, hopefully not too much, but uncomfortable. You know, you kind of want to feel like yourself and get your life back on track. And that's just what we've done. And that's how the members of my family have acted. And so am I like, oh my God, it's because we had people over here that she got a cold? No. Am I kind of annoyed that there was someone here who could have said, oh, hey, I'm recovering from a cold. I shouldn't be there. Yeah. Because that's fucking annoying. And I wouldn't do that. Especially, you know, you, you know, Everyone knows not to be around newborns if you've been sick, but also the doctor was like, you're doing everything right. Everyone is sick right now. Everyone I know is sick right now. And a lot of it is with COVID. A lot of people have COVID. So I don't know. That's a whole other consideration that we need to all really start thinking about critically and seriously because that has not gone away. But anyway, her getting sick, we got sick. And I said to my mom, the second I swallowed and my throat was sore, I took all the vitamins that I could. And I said, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow sick or I'm going to wake up and and it'll be gone because I beat it with, you know, my little regimen. And I always, you know, that usually includes a shit ton of wellness formula, which you've, you don't know what that is. And a roommate of mine literally in 2006 told me about it. If you take one a day, apparently you'll, you'll never get sick, but it's an in- incredible supplement. It's kind of expensive, I think, but a bottle lasts forever. And if you take like four pills twice a day when you feel a sickness coming on, I mean, there's like a, for me, there's like an 80% chance I can beat it. And, you know, just tons of vitamin C, wellness formula, beekeepers, naturals, you know, all the shit, ginger, lemon, cayenne. And it didn't work. And I woke up so sick the next day. And so right away I said to my mom, you're going to have to be with the baby all day. And she was fine with that. And she was with the baby into the night. So, you know, for 24 hours, I didn't see Carmela. And then the next day when I went downstairs, my mom said in the middle of the night, her, I could I could hear that she was getting congested. And I was like, fuck, man. Okay, well, hopefully it's just nothing more than that. And then I took her the whole day. I kind of made sure she was cool. She was cool. She was acting cool. She was eating normally. Okay, fine. Great. And then at three in the morning for her 3 a.m. feed, And I had a weird like mom instinct feeling. I had her, which I'm not, again, I don't judge anyone that does it, but we're not co-sleepers. And I had her in the bed with me after her 12 a.m. feeding. She was lying next to me and I was kind of half awake, half asleep. And at three, when I woke up even before her to feed her, she felt hot. And I was like, motherfucker. And I gave her a little, I took her temperature rectally with my baby Frida thermometer. And I'm not sponsored by them, but I really want a sponsorship by them because their products are so good. And she, her temperature was 100.6. I was like, fuck. So I called the doctor 
um, to, you know, speak to the nurse on call. And she said, you need to just go to the emergency room right away because the baby that little should not have a fever. And then I panicked. <clears throat> and at that point, Davide was, you know, we were both sick and then he was awake I and hearing me on the phone. And the poor guy just looked like, oh shit, oh my God, okay, something's happening. And I hung up and I said, we have to go to the emergency room. And I panicked. I'm going to say this. Being a parent is not for pussies <laughs> because, ooh, you can't, you like, the, it also, it's just like, it's not about you, is what I'm realizing too, creates a more harmonious situation, even during chaos, is that this is not about me. This is not about my husband. Nothing will ever be about us again. This is about Carmela. Gold is on a mission to make wellness easy, fun, and approachable. With their suite of superfood wellness products, everything from Gold is vegan-friendly and made from 100% superfoods. Oh, and they're delicious. Like, so delicious. Founded by Trinity, who, by the way, we have a fabulous podcast episode with. And her partner, Issy, in 2017, the company launched with their original turmeric latte blend and now has over 10 amazing superfood wellness products ranging from their oh-so-popular ceremonial-grade pure matcha to superfood plant-based masks, which, by the way, are incredible, and their incredibly powerful super whisk to make all your frothy lattes. Man, if you don't have a whisk, this is this is the one to buy. So Gold is now launching their newest superfood powder, which is the Coconut Collagen Boost. If you follow me on Instagram, I often like to post my morning coffees and this has been in there every day. I'm literally about to run out. I need to order more. The Coconut Collagen Boost is a plant-based collagen creamer that boosts your body's collagen levels from within. It's a collagen powder without any collagen. I know that sounds weird, right? Well, it's just simple ingredients like biotin, hyaluronic acid, bamboo extract, and coconut milk powder. And these ingredients naturally boost and effectively boost your body's own collagen production. It's an effective and plant-based way to get your daily boost of collagen. And it tastes great. It literally tastes like you added coconut milk to your coffee. Add it to your coffee, but also it tastes amazing in smoothies with your matcha, you know, whatever tickles your fancy. The possibilities are endless. It adds that creamy, coconutty kick to your daily routine, no matter what it is. And to celebrate the launch of their newest product, Gold is giving Everything is the Best listeners 20% off the Coconut Collagen Boost. So use code BEST and get 20% off your first purchase of Coconut Collagen Boost today. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. So he got up, he put on sweats, you know, I having obviously been an American human my whole life and going to the emergency room for various reasons, said to him, you know, grab something comfortable. We might be there for a while. Just the nature of emergency rooms. And thank God I grabbed her little 
No, it was free to think. I don't know. I had the wherewithal to grab like three blankets for her and, and whatever things to keep her comfortable in there. And thankfully the hospital's really close. Thankfully it's where she gave birth. So checking in was really easy. And we sat there from, and she didn't have a fever when we got there and she never did again, but we sat there from 3am until nine in the morning. And Dobby Day just was so great. At one point I fell asleep on the hospital bed holding her and I was cold and he took off like his sweater. It was freezing in there. And I woke up and my feet were wrapped in his sweater and she was wrapped in her two blankets and his phone had died. So he had sat in it and he had turned all the lights off so we were comfortable. So he had sat in a dark room with no phone silently watching us for two hours. And this is where I would like to get into my first realization, which was reflected in an Instagram post that went that I put up a couple of days ago about my notes from the from the days that we because we were then admitted to the hospital. They wouldn't let her leave until she could breathe on her own without them having to use the hospital grade suction to get the mucus out of her nose. Cause if, you know, they're nose breathers. If they can't breathe out of their nose, they can't eat. And that was kind of what was happening. And they wanted to make sure her cold didn't get worse before it got better. And it's a very normal thing. So yeah, my reflections from that episode was, and I, and you know, and I feel like such a fucking asshole always talking about how great Davide is because there are some people who I follow on Instagram and I'm like, ugh, like your whole account is about how much you love your husband And like, and I know that there are people that like have muted me or like are annoyed by me because we have a healthy functioning relationship that I talk about a lot, but I hope that people just find it as a source of inspiration because I was like in the same position as everybody else before we met. I was so single and had just come out of relationship to some, with someone that I had assumed I would marry And I entered that relationship not because I felt like it was right. I entered that relationship because he liked me. And I was like, oh, he likes me. I should like it. Like, you know, he's a nice guy who's funny and charismatic and has a nice family. And, you know, just like felt I was like, oh, this is just what you do at my age. And that relationship came after the previous one that was in my early 20s with somebody that I was like desperately in love with. And that didn't work out. So going from feeling rejected to then feeling like somebody likes you, you know, it was like, oh, great. You like me? No problem. Drinking wine. Drinking a nice natty white wine from Everson Rice in Pasadena. I don't know what it's called. I went in there and said, I would like natural wine from Italy and do not give me anything that's over $14. Because I'm a classy broad who drinks a lot of wine and I can't afford to be drinking wine that's over $14 at the rate that I'm drinking it. Anyway, I divulge. I digress. Not I, di- I divulge too. I'm divulging in wine. I digress. But when we when I was single before Davin and I met, I was just the same thirsty shit bitch, single my whole shtick on Instagram, if you're new to following me, was that I was going to die alone. And I would like make fun of the dumb dates I was going on. And I was, you know, having fun with various men, which I think is very important. 
I always laugh. I tell people like that I like I grew up in high school watching Sex in the City. <laughs> so like <laughs> that was like my reference for dating, which is obviously, ex- you know, extreme. But I do think that you should spend, you know, the majority of your 20s like getting to know people and not putting so much weight on like every relationship. Like you're just practicing. You get to know yourself going on dates. And I remember my friend Casey, who I haven't seen or spoken to in years, but I do really owe her a big thank you for this. She one night was like, I used to live with, with a girl named Ashley and she was at Ashley's house and we were, you know, hey, all hanging out in the backyard and shooting the shit. We were all single at that point. And she was like, babe, you just got to like put the energy out there that you, that you want. Cause you know, I was one of those people that was like, I want a boyfriend, I want a boyfriend. But was like so single and, and you know, fucking dating in LA sucks and dating in New York sucks. Dating in general right now sucks. And she was like, just set an intention there. And I think that we have become such selfish people that it isn't, it becomes not about what's best or what like the higher good is or, or whether or not this person who is supposed to be your person, whether or not they're ready. It's like, I'm single and I want to be with someone And every date you go on, it's like, well, he hasn't called me back and he hasn't. And why hasn't he hit me up yet? Like, and it's if we think about like what we've become as a culture, it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, why are we so why do you care if this person hasn't texted you back yet? You don't even know this person. Like, you just have to get to this like fuck it point where you're like, okay, cool. This guy hasn't texted me back. I'm just, oh man, that sucks that he's acting like this. I really liked him, but I guess I'm going to go back to what my friend Gia always said, which she had said to me so many times when we were like out and after drinking and it like sounded ridiculous, but it's so true. Like rejection is God's protection. Truly. It's literally whatever this is telling you this person's not your person. So whatever, who cares? So I think giving like a lightness to everything just lightens your load, truly, um, which I think is important for everyone because, you know, if you're like most people nowadays, if you're that bitch, you're working out, you're journaling, you're trying to eat healthy, then you're not eating healthy because you want to enjoy your life. You have an active social life. You have an active social media account. You have a job. You have family that you're navigating. You're trying to get in your workouts. It's mental health. It's physical health. It's enjoying your life. It's family time. It's you time. It's a lot of self-care. And then like the dating thing on top of it. What the fuck? So lighten that load. And then going back to setting this intention. And once I was like, okay, I did my, that was like my exercise. Like I looked at it as like an exercise and I did my exercise for the day, which was, I was working on myself to my umpteenth degree. All I did, like literally, it was like, I want to go have fun. I'm going to, I was working out, deep conditioning my hair once a week, you know, all your shit, getting my nails done. Felt really good. I ha- I find that routine and not being psychotic about keeping it so you can be, you know, a person who can 
navigate through life gracefully, not fall apart when something changes, but having a routine that you stick to makes you feel good. So I had my little routine that I was, that I was great at. I had my trainer, whatever. And then at night, as part of my routine, I would set my intention. And I would say, and I urge all of you to do this, and I always get asked about this, and this is this, this is the secret sauce. This is the recipe for the secret sauce. Lay in bed, sit on a fucking pillow, I don't know, write in your journal, whatever I would just say to myself in the dark before I went to sleep. Hey, you, wherever you are, it's me, Bia. I hope you had a really good day. I hope that you love your job. I hope that you're healthy. I hope that you have a good relationship with your family. I hope you had fun with your friends today. I hope that today was just like overall a great day for you. And I hope that you have a great day tomorrow. And I hope that every day continues to be great until the day that we meet, when we're supposed to meet. I hope that your health is on track. I hope that you're on track to be in the best position at your job that you want, you know, whatever. I hope that you are doing all the things that you need to do to prepare for meeting me. And that today was another day that got you towards that moment. And so wherever you are, sleep well tonight, be healthy. I hope your skin is good. I hope you're hydrated, you know, all that shit. And then what's, what's nice is like, then you're manifesting. Cause then in your head, you're like, oh, what does this person look like? And you like kind of give them a little, you know, a little, a little face, or maybe you picture their hair color or whatever. And now looking back on it, the little face I would see in my head is totally Davide's. Totally. Which is so crazy. Right. But now literally looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, that was completely Davide's face. And, and then listen, he wasn't even in the place where he was ready when we met. He still had stuff that he was working through. And because I was in such a good place, I was so objective about that situation. Like I would be like, oh, he's still getting over his ex-girlfriend. And like, that's okay. And I, and it wasn't like about me. So I wasn't like offended like he, and then we could have honest conversations about it. And now we talk about it all the time where I'm like, wow, could you imagine if you ended up with that person? Like, he's like, no, and thank God I didn't. But at the time I really, that was, you know, I felt rejected. And, and so often when we feel rejected, we just so don't want to be rejected that we like force something that is bad for us. And anyway, I'm telling you, you're not going to die alone unless you want to, and that's fine too. But I do think that, that I get, you know, we get like a lot of relationship questions. And so often it's like these intense, well, I, okay, so this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then that happened. And so like, why hasn't he messaged me? And I just want to grab everyone by the shoulders and shake everybody and be like, who fucking cares? Why are you tripping? Also like men don't consider all these little nuanced moments the way that you do. Like he's probably chilling. He could totally like you. He's just like doing his thing and thinking that you're doing your thing too, which is also a compliment. He's not thinking that you're sitting around waiting for his text message. So going into a relationship the way that that we did, I do think that I manifested him. I do think that I was in a good mental place because then, you know, 
our relationship turned into a little bit of a shit show. And yeah, there were moments where I acted crazy or whatever, but um, as we all do, and that's okay. I'm not saying you have to act perfect, but I did have an intense, you know, I had like a gut feeling. I was like really tapped into the situation. And so I could see it very clearly. So my very clear, it was like, I, I, Davide is my person. He's pushing me away because he's not ready. I mean, the poor guy was also pushing me away because he knew if we were together, he'd have to give up his job. And he worked for five years. When I met Davide, he was literally working. I'm not kidding. Seven days a week. Because on his off days, he would go to the, to the company, to like the various stores of the company where he worked for like Brunello Cuccinelli. And he'd be like, I'd be in New York visiting him and he'd be like, oh, let's just go to the store. Let's like drive to the store in the Hamptons so I can look at what the windows look like. Because he would, did all the visual merchandising. I don't want to fucking go. To, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Oh my God. One time I flew in with Chi Chi. It's when he met Chi Chi for the first time. He was still working. And so I went with friends to Balthazar and he's like, I'll meet you at Balthazar after work. He, I like smuggled in the puppy at dinner. He sees the puppy. He's on cloud nine. His girlfriend's in town. He has his dream dog. He's like, all right, let's just walk by the Brunello store in Soho really quick. Just because I'm right here and I want to make sure that the store looks good. And one of the fucking hands was missing from the mannequin in the window and he lost his mind. I'm like, we didn't have a good night because of it. (laughs) This is how intense and obsessed he was with his work. And so obviously anything that's coming in the way of his goal, which was to move to Italy and work for that company, he obviously was going to, to push it away. And that was me. And, you know, ultimately our love became so strong that we ended up having to have a conversation and we said, okay, listen, like, this is the relationship is becoming very disruptive. I don't, you know, neither one of us wanted to give up our lives. And so we decided to have one really good last weekend together. And, you know, by the time Sunday rolled around, we were like, okay, well, fuck. <laughs> this really good last weekend is just really good. And it's, we, we clearly need to get married. And, and that happened. And I just, I just can't, I can't like reiterate enough, like the, you know, whatever, there was like tons of drama, but what really like brought us together before that moment, because we would go off and on from talking was when we were not together, I was still, even though we were talking, whatever we were talking, not talking, we kind of had like a don't ask, don't tell thing because I was like, we love each other so much and that pull is there. But I kept saying to myself, like, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and like wait around because there were so many nights and and where I was like, God, you know, I really love this person. But I was like, I need to like continue living my life so I can move towards my goal of like continuing to be my best self. And like, I do want to get married and find someone. So I was going on dates and hanging out and doing my thing, like just in case he and I didn't work out, you know? And I really think that, that also was was good for both of us. Anyway, I'm digressing again. The whole point was parenthood is not for pussies. So if you're going to like have a kid have a fever at three in the morning and sit there until 9 a.m., 
at which point they tell you they're admitting you and you have to stay there for two more nights. You want someone who is going to take their fucking sweater off and wrap it around your feet in a dark, cold room with no cell phone for two hours because that's how much they love you. That's what you deserve. And I need to like have some closure within myself sometimes because I oftentimes still get irritated thinking about people that I've dated in the past and how much they would not do that for me. And it bothers me that I wasted my time. But it reminds me that like, thank God I followed my intuition and I left what I did because a lot of you have that little feeling inside of you where you're like, I love him. But like when you go to bed at night, you're like, but, and like, it doesn't get better unless it's good already. It isn't like, oh, I love him. But like we, we have screaming fights, but you know, they'll get better. Or I love him, but he does X, Y, and Z, but like it doesn't get better. It just gets more amplified. So I encourage all of you to have a conversation with yourself and think about like, if you're going to go to fucking war, who do you want to go to war with? Like really think like, would my man do that for me? Would my girlfriend do that for me? Would my partner do that for me? That's the way that you should be navigating through this. It's important. But I did, I did a little post about that on my Instagram because it was a nice time to, you know, those moments have helped you reflect. I can't believe how many moms have been, I mean, oh my God, friends of mine who are like, oh yeah, my baby was in the NICU or both my kids were in the NICU or we went through this or da, 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 da. And it's just, you know, at the end of the day, like we all go through the same fucking things regardless of, of who we are and where we came from. And, you know, the more that we have open conversations about these life trials and tribulations, it's the more that we realize that we all go through the same thing. And all of us just want healthy kids and we just want good relationships and we just want to be seen and heard. So I'm really thankful to have opened up the door to that conversation with so many moms. And, you know, I only got one negative comment on that post from a troll account from a troll account who made a comment speaking to me like she, like we knew each other really well, which was so funny. And it was like right away, this person, you know, it was like some sort of green icon. I can't remember the name. And it said, um, and it was like no followers or whatever in it. And she said, I'm assuming it's a she, like, Pia, I just couldn't believe that you had the baby in the pool when you had people over last weekend. I was shocked. And I'm thinking to myself, and on a post where I'm saying like moms put so much, not even fucking moms, we all put so much guilt in our head, like 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 re over and over again, like retell this story in our head that we did something wrong. And I'm not going to do that to myself because it just doesn't benefit anybody. And and I still would put her in the pool, like if I could take it back, I wouldn't because I was in my home with my mother and other moms and their moms. And I had already asked my doctor if I could put her in the pool because her pool is fucking 93 degrees and she likes it. (laughs) She was in there with Davide because she felt relaxed. She loves being in the water. And so, yeah, I can have my kid in my 93 degree fucking pool you should have seen the look on her face. It made Davide cry seeing how relaxed and happy she was in the water. 
So no, and by the way, you don't get like sick from she wasn't cold. So that's not like what happened. She caught a virus from somebody else who was sick because that's just how fucking sickness spreads. Watching your little one learn and grow is the best feeling in the world. But finding the right toys to help them grow and learn is challenging. That's what has led me to love every. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I obviously asked all my mom friends what the best toys are. And this was really the common denominator. And now that Carmela is six weeks old, the toys that are designed for this age, I can see in her face that they're literally (laughs) working. Love Every's play kits are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. Each play kit is tailored to your child's exact learning stage. So they have the right toys for the right time with new play kits getting delivered every few months. So they grow with your child, which I think is just so brilliant. The play kits come with unique one-of-a-kind activities and play things that are built to endure plenty of play. And each kit comes with a play guide that's packed with expert tips, ways to play, do-it-yourself at-home activities. So your kids will love everything they're doing. So right now our favorite are these like black and white cards and I prop them up in front of her and we were, my mom and husband were dying today. I was like, there's no way these work. And I put them in front of her. Her eyes were lit up and I'm not kidding for 30 minutes. She was just staring at these cards. It was magnificent. So listen, there's tons of toys. A lot of them are overwhelming. Just take the guesswork out of your child's play and choose love every today. You get your free shipping when you sign up and receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash best. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com slash best for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash best. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that there have been multiple times in my life where I have been too overwhelmed with past experience and too in my own head to move forward with my life in the way that I wanted. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. Imagine that. Isn't that amazing? It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Imagine that. You can just do that so simply instead of trying to reach out to friends and Google somebody and drive to a different town. It's a whole easy online system. It's also way more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is always confidential. It's super convenient, professional, affordable. And honestly, if I were you, I would go check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. They're wonderful. 
In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Pia. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, please visit our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Pia. So, oh, and then there was one other comment, like a well-intentioned nice girl. And it was clearly like a trigger to her, but I tagged the woman who made the ring that I was wearing for Carmela because the woman is like a young businesswoman who deserves credit. And rather than answer a million people who were going to say, where's that, you know, because on DM all the time, where to get, where to get the ring, where to get the ring. And I'm not going to answer everyone's DMs. I just don't, it's just not, obviously I, I can't. And so some girl was like, you know, obviously wishing you the best and a safe recovery for everyone, blah, blah, blah. But you influencers are always trying to sell it. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, whenever anyone's irritated with me on the internet, that's the first thing they say. It's like, you influencer. Okay. I didn't like, I, I've never, has anyone like noted, like I haven't like started on the internet by being like, hey guys, like here's my outfit today. Like I didn't start Instagram like saying like, I want to, I want to be a blogger. I want to be an influencer. And by the way, if I did, that would be okay too. But I'm like a normal person and people happen to follow my life. And if you think, and then I hate, I sometimes, you know, I'll get nasty people like you, I used to like you and now you're trying to sell me stuff. Okay. I'm fucking sorry, but the internet is, I'm sorry. What is it like the number one way to sell things? And I run businesses myself. So I know the ins and outs of this shit. I'm constantly fucking begging people to fucking post about my shit and tag it. And if I had the money to pay them, and once we can raise money and have money to pay people, I will in a fucking heartbeat because that's what fucking sells shit. And when you have a business, I hope that you are capable of doing that too. And by the way, I hope that if a brand that you love, imagine one day, the brand who makes your favorite mascara said, hey, fucking Stephanie, thank you so much for always wearing our mascara. I'd love to give you free mascara and I'd love to pay you some money to talk about it. You're going to say no? No. And guess what? If I am your internet friend or anyone that you follow who you admire online that you care about is your internet friend, you want them to fucking glow up the same way you want to glow up. So stop being a fucking hater. It's never going to go away. I understand it. But the personal hate is frustrating. And now that I can speak freely and clearly by myself on my own platform, I'm going to say that. And I also have a new, it hit me the other day when I was responding to this young girl, like, this is my house. That Instagram page is my house. You're in my house. Don't talk to me like that. Go somewhere else. You don't have to be here. Don't hate follow me. And listen, are there people that I look at sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, you're so fucking annoying. Of course. That's just like what humans do. That's not going to go away. You know, to pretend like we all don't get annoyed or talk shit about each other. It's just false. I'm sure the fucking cavemen were like talking shit about the fucking other caveman couples around them. They had to. People are annoying. And it's a natural instinct to be annoyed to people. Truly. So... 
I'm not going to pretend like I'm better than everybody else. But what I don't do is make fucking comments on people's Instagram that are nasty. It just seems crazy to me. That's like, I don't want to get into it, but that's what was like the most devastating moment of me getting canceled. However many years ago that was, was like how excited everybody was about it and how people who had never heard of me before were like, oh, I've always known that she was the worst. It's like, wait, you don't, you've never followed me. You don't know who I, people just get so excited and you really see, you really see like the, like the darkest corners of the negativity of the internet. And that's something I'll never get over because I just didn't know that people could be like that. You just don't think that people can be that evil. But then again, like, have you ever looked at the Nextdoor app? Because <laughs> people on there are pretty fucking savage too, I have to say. I mean, like extremely savage. People on the Nextdoor app are gnarly. If you are not on the Nextdoor app, I don't encourage you to be, unless it's something that serves you. I find it helpful for, you know, if I need like a new gardener or if I want to find like, a, you know, if somebody's like selling a cheap table or getting rid of something or, you know, if there's a coyote in the neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. But I can't believe how mean people get in the comments and like normal people who just like live amongst you. That's what I also think about now too. Like I'll walk around, like when I go outside, when I'm in gen pop, anytime I'm in the general population, I think to myself, okay, any of the people around me could be like an internet troll. Any of the people around me could have like a fucking banging TikTok account where they like say and do the funniest shit that I would never think of that I'm constantly impressed by. Maybe one of you have gone into an internet fight with your neighbor on the next door app. There's just, it's just like everyone around us, like is these people. <laughs> I always get so like completely mind blown by that whole thing. I don't know. It's just a fucking crazy thing. Another thing that everyone's been asking me about is like, or saying to me, which I'd like to clear up now that I have my own platform right now um it's like how do you how do you do it all and yes I am capable of getting a lot done quickly and I will emphasize that statement within the context like I really need you to understand who I am as a person I would like school was the worst for me. I was like a solid, like, you know, the, the, the subjects that interested me, I would get A's in easily. And I was like a, a CB student. And, and that's with me like trying hard because I didn't have, I had, you know, like most people raging ADD. I cannot remember things to save my fucking life. Like trying to learn Italian is my biggest insecurity. I, it's like, kill me. Like I'm constantly asking Davide like, oh, how do I say, you know, how do I ask Carmela if she needs more milk? And he'll tell me, he told me yesterday and I repeated it like three times. If my life depended on telling you what he told me yesterday, I can't fucking, there's no way I would remember that. No way. Where he could remember it and then be like, oh, if I wanted to conjugate that, then it would be blah, blah, blah. Like he just, thinks differently than me. And again, he also was like not a good student. So, you know, for anyone 
I don't think I have young listeners. I don't think anybody young gives a shit. But what I always want to say to kids at elementary school and high school, it's like, and now it's hard because like kids just feel like they have to have straight A's in order to be anything because college is so competitive. But for the most part, I'm always just like, it doesn't matter. Like I remember coming home from New York one time after we graduated college and there was a girl, I was at like a consignment store in Pasadena that sells high-end clothes. It's a fabulous store. It's been there forever. Very charming old woman owns it. And a girl that I'd gone to high school with was working there. And she was a girl who would like, you know, she was like one of those girls who would cry if she got like a B plus. I mean, that would have killed her. She would like cry if she got an A minus, you know, she was that kind of student. And she had worked so hard in high school, worked so hard to get into the best college. And then here she was like working at this like fabulous consignment store and she was so happy. And she's like, I just, I was like in medical school or whatever. It was like either medical school or law school. And I decided that I didn't, it wasn't for me. And so I'm just taking a minute to figure out what I want to do. And I was like, damn, you spent all that time in high school riddled with anxiety being so hard on yourself just to end up here because you like thought you wanted something so bad that you almost like lost. And this is me assuming lost focus. So whatever. Again, I digress. The context is that I was always very like laissez-faire about school because it was something that I knew I couldn't, I couldn't win. I was never going to be a straight A student. And and now looking back at it, like what I would do with Carmela if she was the same way, it's like, yeah, I'd probably put her in a school that served her. And I would definitely try to find out what kind of learner she is. Like I didn't know how to study. I still don't know how to study. And, you know, like help give her the proper tools to succeed. But then what? Then I'm like raising like a spoiled child, right? I don't know what the right answer is. Anyway, I was a whatever student, but I was juggling a bunch of shit and could multitask really well and I could problem solve really easily. I always I always uh, compare myself to, um, fuck, what's his name? Have you ever seen that movie Rushmore? The lead in Rushmore. Great Wes Anderson film. One of his earlier films. The kid was like, you know, had Fs in every class, but was like the president of every club in his school. And that was totally my vibe. And so... I also have like a lot of financial pressure. Like I don't, I mean, I hate to, I hate to talk about it because it really isn't anybody's business, but I do think people, I had someone even, again, going back to being mean on the internet, I had someone say something to me like, you live for free in your mom's house and how can, you know, and I was like, I don't live here for free. I pay a fucking hefty, I pay two mortgages on this house. And I pay for everyone's cars and the groceries and everyone's insurance and the phones and the car insurance and the bills and the pool guy and the gardener and all of that stuff because I have to. <laughs> I made Davide give up his job and because he couldn't work because he didn't have a green card for, and it took two years to get a green card. I spent two years with him waking up crying every morning because he felt like he didn't have a purpose after you know working his ass off since he was 15 years old. And, you know, we started Giaia or he started Giaia and now all the money he makes obviously goes right back into the brand. And my dad, whatever, my mom doesn't always doesn't want me sharing, but my mom doesn't have any money in her bank account. And the money she does have is this house. She owns this house so we could sell this house and put money in her bank account, which would be great. But then what? Then we would, what, to live separately? You know, she's lived 
and taken care of five kids and grandkids in this house for 40 years. And this is where I think we should like rethink how we live as families and communities. Is it going to serve my mom to put her in an apartment at 72 years old by herself? No, I think that's like a recipe for early onset dementia, at least bad ha- or bad habits. I can't, the thought of her being alone day in and day out and us being around the corner. And it makes no sense to me that we both would be paying to live in separate places. Also living in all these fucking expensive as shit. So if we're going to live separately, we're going to end up paying more than what the mortgage is on this house to live in two separate places. And I want my mom around my child, even though it was really hard living here with her for three years because she felt like this was her house. And then I felt like I'm paying for everything. And so, you know, I should have some some input on things. And Davide's like, well, I'm the man of the house. But my mom's like, you're new here. I mean, my God, that dynamic for three years was, I mean, there were times where it was unfucking bearable and it affected my relationship. So I'm like, you know, I'm like a newlywed in our, you know, it's like, <laughs> there'd be times too where I'd be like, you know, come upstairs and be like, oh, like sexy time. And he'd be like, we just watched like sing with your mom. <laughs> like, I don't really... <laughs> Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. When you say it like that, of course, like, you know, it affects like your intimacy. So, so no, I'm not living here for free because this house is not paid off. (laughs) Not even close to being paid off. So it was, you know, a major life plan to, to move here and, and do this together. And it was really bad when I was pregnant because my mom doesn't have the same and she shouldn't. And it's fine. My mom is, is, um, like, you know, my mom, she can do anything. She's artistic and the best cook and took care of this house again for 40 years with five kids and grandchildren, made lunch for everyone. Yeah. I like carpool. I mean, like super mom dinner parties to care of my dad, like everything, but she's, she's messy and not in like a gross way, but you know, there's like a little, my mom's very like, la, la, la. so there's like a trail of whatever she did that day. You could see it because there's just stuff everywhere. And David and I just don't live like that. We're like annoyingly clean, annoyingly clean. I, I'm annoyingly clean and, and to Davide, I'm messy. So you can imagine what a fucking type A psycho he is about stuff. And so, you know, it was like, thinking about sharing a space with her, with the kid and being like, wait, how are we going to, when she's here and everything's crazy, it's just going to be a mess and you're going to be, and everything's going to be messy and, and we're not going to be sleeping and how am I going to get anything done? And everyone kept telling me how horrible it is to have a newborn. And so I'm freaking out. I was freaking out before I gave birth. We almost moved out of here. At one point I was like, we can't live together. And David and I started looking at places and I was like, oh my God, the rent is so expensive. Like he wanted, he was like, what? Like we should have just moved to Italy. Like the whole plan was for us to beat it. And I was like, it's, no, it's not going to work. We can't live together. You know, she doesn't, It was. It, I mean, there was a lot more other personal things happening there, but Thank God we didn't because as soon as Carmela came and we came, like this like calmness has come over everyone. Or maybe it's just come over me and I, my my energy probably sets the tone a little bit more in here than, than I recognize. But I am not living in here in a free house. I'm taking care of 
finances. So if I fucking tell you something on Instagram, <laughs> it's because I have fucking mortgages to pay. And there's literally not one partner, like how I, and for anybody, whoever, who like wants to, you know, start making money off of Instagram or like leveraging yourself off of Instagram. Like, it's not like, like, I think people do it like so fucking backwards all the time. Like it took me 10 years to, to have this following. Like I don't, I know it's a lot. I only have 160,000 followers. Most people have a million, but I will tell you, like, I, I feel very close with those 160,000 people. You know, I feel like I've been through a lot with all of you. So there just will never be a time where I'm like, oh, here's, you know, some flat tummy tea because, and and I'll say this, like I'll have brands reach out and, and I'll say, listen, like if, you know, I'm going to, I'll turn something down. Oh, why? You know, and, or even the way that's, that a brand that I like will, will be like, Hey, can you post something like this? And I'll say, listen, and I've said this to so many people so many times. And I think it's really important for you all to know, because I think it's, it's what your perspective should be too, which is like, all I have is like the trust with all of you. So if I break your trust, then why the fuck would you follow me? It's not like I'm on here. It's not like I'm one of those people that like posts super pretty photos every day where you're like, oh, that's visually stimulating. Or like, I don't post out. I've never posted like an outfit photo because I'm like short and I'm insecure about the shape of my body. And I don't know how to post and nor do I have anyone to take a photo of me. So and my outfits, I feel like my outfits are very interesting. <laughs> There's like other people you should look at for that. So it's not like I'm on here doing any of that shit. Like I'm on here sharing my life stories and and products that I really do use every day that I love. And and I remember one time, and God, I, I care. I, I clearly care so much about these negative comments because it was years ago and someone called me a product pusher. And as someone who like went to Parsons for design and management, where, you know, a quarter of my curriculum was around product development. I like took that so personally because I was like, there's not a single thing that you touch all day that's not a designed product. We live in a world of designed product. Everything is a solution. Your water bottle, your cell phone, your computer. Yes, those are, are highly dynamic solutions, of course, but like, you know, a round table, the chair that you're sitting in, um, you know, a, a lamp, a humidifier. Um, just, I'm just naming objects in my room. The, the, you know, my side table. <laughs> These are all things that someone took a lot of time to consider. They wanted to bring you something that was aesthetically pleasing that also has a function in your home. And so... Like I get like, I get so turned on by fucking products and things like all the books I have around. Like I have like a meltdown sometimes because I can't like Baroncini Import and Co is like killing me inside designing these plates because I have so many ideas and I hold myself to such a high standard because my, I feel like I have good taste and I don't know how to create something that's up to my own standard at all. I just don't think I'm good enough. So you know, coming from that perspective of really loving products, having somebody tell me, and you're just a product pusher. I don't know. How many fucking products do you use in one day? Your car, 
toilet paper, your face wash, the bottle that your face wash comes in, the soap that you use in your hands, how the, the soap feels in your hand, like the shape of a bar of soap. Someone designed that to feel good in your hands. It was a, I, I just designed it all to be like so beautiful. So yeah, there's like a mascara that makes your eyelashes really long and I like it. I want you to know about it. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. I think that's I think it's the end of my solo episode. I really just wanted to come on here and rant like I was having a conversation with you because um that's really who I am. I know that I I'd been thinking about this. My producers have been saying for a year to do a solo episode and I and I look at what other people talk about sometimes and I know they give career advice and advice you know, to be entrepreneurial or talk about their career or whatever. And, and I think all of that is so helpful. Like, I just don't, I don't think that, I don't think that that story for me is necessarily like interesting enough. I don't know. I'm pretty, if you, I'm pretty hard on, on myself the way that I think, because I took a, I just have always like followed my intuition and not, not so much of like a plan. I'm a very last minute in a good way, not like fuck it last minute, but in a last minute kind of like speak from the heart and let things be more intuitive than planned out kind of gal. So thanks for listening. Let me know if you like this episode. Maybe next month I'll come back on and yap your face off again if any of you are still listening. I hope that one thing that I said maybe resonates with you in a positive way. I hope that you consider manifesting your perfect person if you are single. I hope that you have a great day. I hope your hair is soft and you stay hydrated and you have a meal or a cocktail that you really enjoy this evening. <laughs> Ciao. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.